0: I asked Brother Randy and the group to do that very special song tonight until uh, the storm passes over. And uh, how many of y'all remember that old song? Man, that's a great song, man. and it and I thank God for that tonight. If you have your Bible, and I hope that you do, would you take your copy of God's Word and be finding the book of Psalms, Psalms fifty-seven. It almost, without any any kind of introduction, would lend itself to an automatic automatic con- uh, conclusion that the psalmist, when he was writing Psalms 57, obviously was in the middle of a storm. Uh, when I was thinking about this and preparing this message, uh, I had all I had heard a little bit about a hurricane that was beginning uh, out in the tropics down there, and and lo and behold, uh, we see that it's rapid coming uh, to shore, and uh, who would have ever thought a month ago that we would be dealing with that particular storm but without any reservation at all we realized that that storm is about to hit land and we should begin to see uh, some of the rain and wind out of that uh, tomorrow afternoon and certainly on Tuesday that's my James Spann weather report uh, for all of you tonight but I do want to let you know that that storm is coming and, and because of that uh, we uh, they're always telling us that we need to prepare for that and we need to make Make sure that we're ready for that. And I like that old song that we sung that says, uh, I'm going to be hidden in the hollow of thy hand till the storm passes over. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you tonight uh, that that is the great place for us to be when the storms of life unexpectedly come our way. And every one of us at different times in our life, we dealt with those unexpected storms, those things that we didn't see coming, we didn't know they were coming. So tonight, I wanted to talk to you tonight according to the title, and that is this. Will y'all say it together with me? Till the storm passes over, till the storm passes over. And tonight, I believe without a shadow of a doubt that here in this congregation, and I don't know why, but I'm convinced of this, that there is somebody in this place tonight. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know the turmoil you're experiencing. I don't know the the problems that you've got. But I believe that God has led me tonight to speak on this subject for a very special reason. And tonight, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're battling with. I don't know what your struggle is. I don't know what you're going through. But on this Memorial Day weekend, as I begin to pray and seek after the Lord, God deliberately led me to Psalms 57 to speak on on this night. Now, I have to admit something to you, uh, that in, when I began to originally prepare for tonight, uh, Psalms 57 was not on the radar screen. Uh, that was not what I was going to talk about. It's not where I was gonna go. And about uh, Wednesday of this week, God interrupted my study and my prayer time, and he led me to speak on this subject. So I don't know who you are or what you're going through, but obviously, and I'm not a prophet, I'm not one of those mystic mystic kind of people, but I believe that somebody that is here tonight, somewhere along Wednesday of this week, uh, somewhere along this week, midweek, that you begin to wrestle in a storm. Now, I don't know who you are. I don't know what your trouble is. I don't know what you're struggling with. I don't know what you're battling with, but I believe that God will give confirmation tonight by the by the Holy Spirit and by what we're doing. I believe that God will give confirmation tonight to whoever that is, wherever you are, whatever struggling you're going through, that God has a message just for you. And I believe that on this Memorial Day weekend, as we gather together with all kinds of activities and all kind of plans that we've got going on, I believe that there's somebody in this building tonight. I don't know who you are. Again, I don't know what you're battling with. But I do want to tell you that sometime around mid-Wednesday, God changed everything. And I believe that God changed everything just for you that you're here tonight, you're here, and and it is Memorial Day weekend, there's a ton of people out, there's a ton of people gone, there's a ton of people that made the decision not to be here tonight, but I am confirmed and assured that God led me to speak on this tonight for somebody that was going to be here. So whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you're struggling with, God knows that. You know that. I don't have to say any more about that. I don't have to elaborate any more about that. God already has your attention. God is already speaking to you about that. You know who you are when I said that. You know that God began to deal with you around Wednesday. You started battling. You started struggling. There was a war uh, that you've been going through. The storm is raging in your life, I believe with all of my heart that it is an internal storm. I believe that there's somebody here tonight, I don't know who you are, but I believe that you're going through an internal storm inside of you. And without a shadow of a doubt, the Holy Spirit right now is saying to you that you are the one. So whoever you are, this message is directly for you. So tonight if you open your Bible to the book of Psalms chapter 57, it's my assignment to do as God has led me. So if you look there in Psalms 57, we find that David is complaining in Psalms 57 of the the challenge that he's in in his life. And right in the middle of the challenge that David the psalmist is fighting with, he begins to seek after the mercy of God. And and when you look in verse number, Number one, you'll see that the psalmist says, be merciful unto me, O God. Let's all read that together, starting at the beginning. Everybody together. Be merciful unto me, O God. Let's do that again, everybody here tonight. Be merciful to me, O God. Let's do it again, everybody. Be merciful to me, O God. Be merciful unto me. Do you see the repetition of the cry of the heart of David when he was going through a tough time in his life? And you'll notice the repetition that he begins to cry out, from his heart to God, God, I need your mercy. And what I want to say to you to begin with tonight is: there are a lot of times when you're going through challenges and struggles and battles that the only thing you know to do is cry out for the mercy of God. You don't have any answers. You don't know where you're going to turn. You don't know what the answer is going to be. You don't know the the solution to the challenge that you're faced with. And the only thing that you can do is say, God, I need your mercy. Can I get an amen? There are times times in all of our lives when we experience those times in our life that you may have people all around you that is telling you all kind of things, but deep inside your spirit mind all you can say is, God, I need your mercy. David in this particular case began to repetitively cry out, I need your mercy, God, I need your mercy. It was interesting to me when I began to study this passage of Scripture that when you open the, the passage of Scripture in its direct content, It's almost as if this goes on and on for a matter of time. It's not just be merciful unto me God, be merciful unto me, but it's almost as if the writer stops writing, but he did not stop crying out. In other words, he is going, "God, God, I need your mercy. 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 I need your mercy, God. And how many of you know there are times in your life when you're struggling, you're battling, the only thing you can say is, God, have mercy on me can I get an amen and you're struggling and you're battling you don't know where to turn you don't know what to say you don't even have the right prayer words you don't even know how to pray when you begin to pray it all gets wadded up you don't know what to say and all you can say is God I just need your mercy can I get an amen the Bible says for my soul's trust is in you do you know there's times in your life when you don't know who you can trust but you can trust God And he says, Yea, in the shadow of your wings I will take my refuge until these calamities pass over. There's another translation of this particular passage of scripture that says it like this God, I'm just going to trust in you till the storm passes. God, I'm just gonna wait on you till the storm passes. God, I don't know where else to turn. I don't know where else to go. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know who I can trust. I don't know what to do. And God, the only thing I know to do is to just trust in you until the storm goes by. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? So when you begin to look there together, I read a little article that talked about a pastor was driving through a city to the hospital to visit someone who was hurting greatly and the pastor said, my heart was heavy as I pulled to a stop light, a red light beside the bus stop. It was a cold day and I saw a small older man with a big black book in his hand, standing in his overcoat waiting to catch a bus. The pastor says, I pulled up to the red light and this old man was standing there with a with an overcoat and he had a black book in his hand and." and he says, I, I offered him a ride. And he jumped in and they begin to talk together, have conversation together. And the pastor that picked up this old man at this red light, as they begin to talk, he, the old man that he picked up disclosed to him that he was a, a retired Presbyterian minister going across town into the projects to conduct a Bible study and he told the pastor that picked him up about a bout with cancer and the doctor told him he would never be able to preach again but the but the old man said quickly with a smile the doctors were wrong and then he said they told him he would never sing again and he quickly said pastor you know what they were wrong again they said i'd never preach again and i'd never sing again but I want to tell you, the doctors were wrong. How many of you know the doctors of this world don't have the last say? Can I get an amen? And uh, as he talked to this pastor, he looked at the pastor that was driving the car and said, You want to hear me sing? You want to hear me sing? Well, what do you do when an old man that you picked up asks you that question? Do you want to hear me sing? And he's in the front seat of the car with you. And the pastor said, Sure, go ahead. The pastor said, he broke out in gusto singing till the storm passes over. That was the first time the pastor said I'd ever heard that song, till the storm passes over when that old preacher sung it in my car. And he said, in the shadow of thy wings, I've learned to take my refuge in my God. So in the midst of all the things that I've dealt with, I've just learned a song till the storm passes over. And while I'm waiting, I can trust in God. What a profound thought that is, that all of us at different times in our life we're gonna go through storms. And we're gonna have hard times and we're gonna go through tough times. So when you're going through a storm, what do you do while you wait till the storm passes over? And I wrote down four things, and it's going to be quick four things, and I know what you're thinking right, preacher. Right, I hear you. Four quick things. But I believe these four quick things will help you in your life if you're, as you go through storms. So are you ready for the first thing? The first thing is when you're going through a storm, you need to arrange for a hiding place. Arrange for a hiding place. When when you look at your life and the storm is raging and uh, the storm comes, you need to find a hiding place. And the psalmist tells us in verse number one where he chose to run. He, He says in verse number one, be merciful, O God, be merciful unto me for my soul trusts in you. In the shadow of your wings, I will make my, what, refuge. I'm going to make you my refuge, God, till the storm passes over. It's interesting that while I was saying that, the thunder rolled, did you hear that? Uh, You know, when you think about that, you begin to realize that what the psalmist is choosing is that when I'm in a storm, I'm going to choose to run to God, not away from God. It's amazing to me how that so many people, when they're going through hard times, it's as if they get mad at God. It's as if they say things like this, I've, I've tried you, God, and look where I am. I, I gave you a shot at my life, Lord, and now I'm struggling. Uh, God, you know what? I, I, I was singing for you, and I was preaching for you, and I was praying, and I was faithful in church, and I was tithing, and I was doing all that. And God, look where I am. I'm in a storm. So David says, when I'm in the storm, I'm going to run to you, not away from you. In all the years that I've been a pastor, I can't tell you how many people that have run away from God when the times get tough. I can't tell you how many people quit on God when the times get hard. I don't know who you are and I don't know what you're going through, and I don't know what your struggle is, and I don't know what your turmoil is, but I do feel like that God sent me here tonight to tell you this, run to him, not away from him. Run to him, not away from him, because the devil will always be there to say these things to you. God has, God's let you in this mess. God, God's left you, God's forsaken you. But the psalmist declares, God, in the middle of my storm, I'm just going to run under your wing and cry out for mercy. Folks, that's a big deal. The second thing that I believe is important for us when we're going through the storm, and that is a fix your attention on God. A fix your attention on God. When I begin to think about that, you'll notice in verse number 7, That the psalmist says this, my heart is what church? Come on now help me out. My heart is fixed oh God. My heart is fixed and I will sing and give you praise. Isn't that amazing that in the midst of the storm he says God I shall not be moved. My heart is fixed on you, O God. My heart is fixed. And again, the repetition of the words that he used, it's almost as if the declaration is repetitive in what he's saying. Just like he said in verse number one, God, I need your mercy. 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 Now we find the repetitive conversation once again in verse number seven that says, my heart is fixed, O God. My heart is fixed, O God. My heart is fixed, O God. God, I will not cry. Quit on you. I'm gonna keep my eyes on you, God, in the midst of this mess. Can I get an amen? amen? And I'm gonna tell you there's times in your life where you need to listen to this and write this down. I'm gonna tell you something that I believe you need to remember and you need to write down. There are times in your life that you will have to fight all of hell itself just to convince yourself to stay fixed. Just to convince yourself. You see, the psalmist is not trying to convince everybody else to stay fixed. The psalmist is not trying to talk everybody else in to stay in fixed. The psalmist is convincing himself. He's saying to himself, my heart is fixed. My heart is fixed. What's he doing? He's convincing himself to stay focused. How many of you realize this? A lot of times, the hardest conversation you can ever have is not with somebody else, but with yourself. Can I get an amen? And the psalmist is going, you know what? I'm going to affix my attention on God. When the storm rages, we need to rivet our attention upon God rather than our circumstances. we got to rise early and begin our day focusing our attention on God with laser accuracy. We We need to glance at our storm, but we need to gaze at our God. Did you hear that? We need to glance at our storm, but we need to gaze at our God. And so the second thing is to fix your attention on God. Don't affix your attention on the storm. Don't affix your attention on the circumstances. You do remember when Peter was in the boat and he saw Jesus coming, and, and he said, Lord, I want to walk on the water to come to you. And what did Jesus say, guys? He said, just come. Peter got out of the boat. And when his attention got on the storm, guess what? He started to sink. But if he would just kept his eyes on Jesus, I believe he would have walked on water all the way to him. You know what, you need to glance at your storm, but you need to gaze at your savior. You need to glance at your troubles, but you need to gaze at your solution. You need to glance at your problem, but you need to gaze at your problem solver. Can I get an amen? You need to realize that, fix your attention on God. And then number three, quickly, ascribe your praise unto God. Ascribe your praise unto God. It's amazing to me how we find in these passages of Scripture how that all of a sudden we find God doing this. In verse number five, he says, I'm gonna sing to you. But if you'll notice in verse number in verse number seven, are you with me? Say amen. Let's read this together. Everybody, out loud. If you believe that your God is a God that can make you, help you through the storm, you read this like you mean it. Are you with me? My heart is fixed, oh God. My heart is fixed on God. All right, are you ready? I I will sing and give praise. Awake up, my glory, awake, the psaltery, the harp. I myself will awake early. I will praise thee, O God, among the people. I will sing unto you among the nations. For thy mercy is great unto the heavens and thy truth unto the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be above all the earth. Can we give God praise for that, y'all? What a powerful thought that is, that in the midst of the storm, he goes, you know what? i tell you what I'm going to do. In the midst of this storm, I'm just going to find a place to hide under the wing of God. I'm going to fix my attention on God, and I'm going to ascribe my praise to God. I'm just going to praise Him in the storm. I'm going to praise Him in the storm. Uh, There's a song about that, y'all. I will praise you in the storm. It takes a real focus to do that. I will praise you in the storm. Then number four, this is the one I like most of all, anticipate relief from God. Can I get an amen? Anticipate relief from God. Anticipate relief from God. If you'll look at verse number one of Psalms 57, he says, be merciful, be merciful unto me, O God, for my soul trusts in you. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings I will take my refuge and, and until the calamities pass over. Verse number two, the, the last part of this, it's amazing to me how that, when you look at verse number one, the last part of that, I will take refuge in you until the storm passes over. Now take your Bible and flip over to the book of 2 Samuel chapter 17. You will find that what was happening is David was running for his life from his rebel son Absalom. Uh, David was distraught, he was distressed, he looked up and he saw three friends coming bringing supplies to endure the storm. In other words, What David was doing was saying, God, I'm going to trust you. And right in the middle of the storm, God begins to move and work in people's heart to bring David and his people food and refuge in the midst of the storm. So in Psalm 57, we find a direct connection to 2 Samuel 17 and verse number 27. You find this tremendous truth that I want you to see. Are you with me? Say amen. Verse number 27, it came to pass when David was come to the cities, and all those cities of all those weird names, with all the friends with all the weird names, in verse number 27. But notice what happened here in verse number 28. They brought, what? Beds, and basins, and earthen vessels, and wheat, and barley, And flour and parched corn and beans and lentils and parched pulse and honey and butter and sheep and cheese of kind for David and for the people that were with him to eat. For they said, these people are hungry, weary, and thirsty in this wilderness. Listen to me. God has not lost you. God has not lost you. God knows, what every, God knows every need that you have in your life while you're in that storm. When David was in the storm running from uh, his son Absalom and all these problems were happening and David was crying out to God and he was going, you know what, God, I'm struggling. God sent three people to bring him the supplies that he needed because God knew what was going on in his life. And you know what? God is never late. God's never early. But God is always right on time. When God saw David struggling and weary and distraught and problems were feeling like, he felt like his whole world was crashing in then God sent him what he needed. But you have to realize that David had to wait on the Lord. And David had to find refuge under the shadow of the wing of God. And when you study your Bible, you will begin to realize that there were story after story after story of men in the Bible and women in the Bible that were going through storms. And when they, when they allowed their lives to get centered up with God, that God always came through right on time. And if God can do it for David, who wrote these Psalms, he can do it for you too. Because the God that he served is the God that you serve. The God that supplied David's needs is the God that can supply your needs. you have to trust him till the storm passes over. I want you to read the bottom line out loud with me like you believe it, like you trust it, like you are gonna for, for whoever you are in the middle of this mess that you need to circle this in your Bible and star it And this needs to be your verse you need to hang on to it with dear life you need to put it on your refrigerator you need to put it by your bedside table you need to anchor it in your car you need to have your Bible open on your coffee table to Psalms 57 and you need to read this over and over and over again. Would you read it with me? Be merciful unto me, O God. Be merciful unto me. For my soul trusts in you. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. What is it saying? God? I'm gonna trust you till the storm passes over. That's a good word, isn't it? So tonight, I wanted to do something for you, whoever you are, wanted to give you a chance to do something that's unusual. So I know it's raining, and I know it's storming outside, It almost seems that God would appropriately send it at this moment. By the way, I didn't check with James Span before we started to see what time the storm was going to roll in. But it does seem appropriately that it's raining and lightning and thundering outside. Maybe God knows what he's doing. So tonight, would you take your Bible all over this church and let me see it? you have your Bible would you hold it up or your device under on on that place would you hold it up would you take your copy of God's Word and open it to Psalms 57 would you just open it back up to Psalms 57 and as you open it up to Psalms 57 Maybe you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus as your Savior. We're going to have a couple of guys down here to pray with you if you don't know the Lord as your Savior so that you tonight could come to know the same God that I know in a personal way. Or maybe you're here tonight and you want to join the church and this is the night you've been waiting for that you would come and say, Brother Jack, I want to be a member of Eden Westside. And there's going to be a couple of guys that will hang out down here. But would you hold your Bible up one more time? and just make sure you got your finger in Psalms 57. Will you do that? Tonight, I wanna do something differently. If you are a person that's going through a storm, I want you to take your Bible, and I want you to bring your Bible to the altar. I want you to open your Bible at the altar to Psalms 57. And before God at this altar I want you to read this to him as your prayer to God Psalms 57 unashamedly verse number one you're gonna take your Bible you're gonna open it up you're gonna come to the altar you're gonna get before God if you cannot kneel that's fine you can place your Bible on the on the floor here and you can just just you and God you can say God this is your word And this is what I'm going to do till the storm passes over and so tonight as we all stand together uh, this is your moment so if this is your storm if this is your time you take your bible and you open it up and you lay it before God and you say God I'm going to read this to you and I don't want you to rush if you have to read it Three times, four times, five times. You read that to him from your heart. And you say, God, this is what you say, and this is what I'm going to do. And I don't want you to rush away from this altar. You take your copy of God's Word, and you bring it, and you lay it before God, and you read that. And you read it, and you read it, and you read it, and it becomes your Word. And it becomes something special to you tonight. So don't rush, you come and you do this as we sing together, brother Andy.